So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. We're here. We did it, everybody. We did it. A we very, got here. A very, very abbreviated edition of Smack Talk tonight. Ricky Uccino, SP3, Dutch Mantel. Everybody who is joining us, we got a little bit to go over. Thankfully, there was no SmackDown tonight. I say, I say, thankfully, I would have preferred. <laughs> I would have preferred to have seen a SmackDown tonight, but seeing as we're going to be off here in a half hour. We don't want you guys hanging around with us at the ball drop. I don't want to have to kiss Dutch and this, that, and the other thing at midnight, you know. So let's we're gonna let you no, guys. No, I don't want you. Rick trying to kiss me. So yes. we're gonna let everybody get to their celebrations. We're gonna try and roll through things as quickly as possible. And yes, Elvis, man, 2021 just kicking us in the dick on the final day of the year. I don't believe man. you can't say that. I just did it. Well, White would have said it. <laughs> I said something about skanks, and you almost had a heart attack. <laughs> uh, you say you something did. about you the did. little I'm, penises. I might be, I might be a little, a little drunk from UC's loss earlier today. I don't know. It, it, Ladies it, and gentlemen, it I, I would like to say that Rick Uchino is sick right now because his University of Cincinnati team went down in defeat, and I think he's feeling actually worse than he needs to feel because I thought the team looked pretty good. They lost. Yeah, but they look pretty good. Yeah, I'm 30. I'm I'm going on 34 years old. Maybe one day I'll see one of my teams actually win a playoff game that I can remember. Hey, my <sighs> team won one time. What, what they was won that? Three, the, they the, won three the titles. Bowl? Did they, they win the Liberty three, Bowl? Three titles, by the way, huh? They won the Liberty Bowl this year. Or was that the Meineke Car Care Bowl? Which one they play in? I forget. I don't know, but they won. What team? What team did both team? Bo, did your team play in? But they <laughs> lost. It doesn't matter. Uh, we do appreciate everybody. See how defensive he's getting said already. <laughs> no, I'm I, just put him, I put him over earlier. I said the team looked pretty good. Don't we're be too hard on I'm them. I'm trying not to waste time because we only got 30 minutes, 27 minutes now, and I know Sid is, is ready to pop off. Uh, we are going to talk about the top moments of 2021 for WWE because I got some. I got beef for the top 10 list that they had. Do we have to? Just real quick. Just real quick. Um, I, I, I would just say right off the bat, because this will be my only contribution to uh, the conversation as far as the SmackDown show, I turned it on, and number eight was Bobby Lashley beating Goldberg at SummerSlam. I turned it right back off, and I continued watching Goldberg High. If you... If you looked at this, WWE apparently thinks that SummerSlam was just the best damn show of the year because four out of the top ten moments 
happened at, at SummerSlam this year, including number one, which was Brock Lesnar's return. Although John Cena's return didn't make the top 10. Yeah, it got an honorable mention. Uh, just real quick, Randy Orton and Riddle winning the tag titles. No. Logan Paul getting stunned. No. What? Lashley beating Goldberg at SummerSlam. Nah. Charlotte winning her 12th title at SummerSlam. Nah. Bad Bunny at WrestleMania, number six. Okay. That deserves to be in the top ten. Edge and Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Five. Okay. 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 Here's where I got beef. Number four, Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania. That should be number one. Number four? That's number four? That should at least be in the top three. Number one, guaranteed slam dunk. I'm the biggest Becky Lynch homer on the in the world, but there's no way that her return at SummerSlam and beating Bianca should be number three. I'm sorry, it shouldn't. That's one it of the just, worst moments of the year. That was number three. Big E cashing in money in the bank to win the WWE Championship number two. Deserves to be in the top ten. I would agree with number two on that. And Brock Lesnar returning at SummerSlam was number one. Um, John Cena returning at uh, Money in the Bank should have been in there. Uh, how about Bobby Lashley winning the WWE Championship? It, no, that was the thing that blew my mind with what I was watching because I saw the setup for the 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 Goldberg Bobby Lashley being on this countdown, but it sounded like they were setting up Bobby Lashley winning the WWE title because they talked about all oh, the Almighty had a great year. So let's talk about the the most Almighty of his victories. So I was like, well, obviously it's him winning the WWE title. No, it's him versus Goldberg at SummerSlam. I was like, I'm turning this crap off. This is no how how am I supposed to believe? That anyone with the brain chose this as the top ten moments of the, in WWE. Uh, a referee decision to stop a match where literally everybody was quiet because we were scared that Goldberg was going to win the damn thing. Trust me, I was there. You could cut the tension in the building with a knife because everybody was like, please, for the love of God, don't put another championship on Goldberg. And we were all relieved when the bell rung. And we're like, all right, move on to the next thing. It was nowhere close to a top ten moment this year. I mean, Charlotte winning the 12th title instead of Nikki A.S.H. winning her first. I'd put Nikki A.S.H. cashing in over Charlotte winning her 12th. It's <laughs> me, though. There's a lot of other things I would have put in this top 10. But, yes, for me, number one, hands down, just for what it meant and the moment that it created in being there. Hell, I'd put Montez Ford sliding into the ring and putting Bianca on her shoulders. That's enough to elevate that up to number one. That matchup should have been number one, hands down. Slam dunk. Number four is highway robbery. Dutch, what are your so, thoughts on all this? So you don't agree with any of it? No, I do. Uh, I think they got the top five rights-ish. Ish, ish. Ish. I wouldn't put Brock Lesnar's return up there. I'd put John Cena's oh, I would. Brock Lesnar. But I'd put it above or, number one. Some of this stuff makes no I'd damn I'd make sense. it actually zero. I'd make it the uh, out of the 10 be- going down, I'd make it zero. Dutch, when did you start doing this show? You started doing it uh, after WrestleMania. Why are, you, why are you tired of me? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> hey, I don't like that, I don't like you, that tone. Hey, when you did you start said, doing this show? You have said that yeah. you weren't keeping up with the product on a regular basis until you started doing this show. So since yeah. you started watching the product on a regular basis this year, what was the top moment for you in all of WWE this year? That one I remember, I remember this. Roman Reigns firing Paul Heyman. 
even though it was quick and brief, that was the, the stunner. Now, are, not, are you, it wasn't even a match. It was just a turn that now, we've been waiting on and waiting on. We've been waiting on it six months. Yay or nay? And then uh, he finally yeah. says, I, mean, I, I, I love you, Paul. You're fired. Now, are you then saying that you remember then, that because it's the most memorable, or are you saying that because it just happened last week? <laughs> no, it's the most memorable, I think, because that changes the whole thing. Right. <sighs> yep. They save they save the best for last. See, that's what I think. What do you think the most memorable was? Oh, for me, hands down, it was Becky. Or excuse, sorry, not Becky. Uh, Bianca and Sasha at uh, WrestleMania main event night one. For me, that was it. That was it, hands down, number one. But don't you think that was more disappointing than? No. I mean, elevate. It didn't elevate anybody. It elevated Bianca. It was her first major title win. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, when she won. Not when, when she won lost. at WrestleMania. No, when she yeah. won. Yes, yeah. sir. No, that's no. Right. no, he flubbed his words. He's always trying to give praise to Becky Lynch, and he just forgot that he's supposed to be upset <laughs> about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was happy when Becky when Becky returned. For me, that was a great moment. I was happy to be there in person. And then it went downhill very, very fast when that match was 26 seconds long. Okay. So, it did. That's my thought process. So if we just See, wanted to stop it to and me, Becky Lynch returning, yeah, great. That was a great moment for me personally. Love the fact that I, I was mean, they could have still had Becky win, but make it longer and at least give her a fighting chance. And she lost. If she cheats, she cheats. That's fine. But the 26 you know, She could have cheated in a, at the five-minute mark or that 10-minute yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. Instead it, of even, the 26-second mark. Even if it was five minutes and she decides to cheat, it makes Bianca to look me, so much better me, than I that. I think that, that, that's, that cheats your fans yeah. that have stayed with you all these years or all these months. Uh, and we've and seen, if I saw that, I would say, Why? who in the hell booked this crap? And we've seen, as a result, although Becky Lynch is doing great work, like, just in a vacuum, she's doing great work for what she's been given. They don't respond to her as a heel still because they never responded to her as a heel. They booed it, and they responded on, you know, like, social media to that to that moment at, at SummerSlam. It was booing the booking. It was criticizing the booking. No one wants to boo Becky Lynch. It's booing mm -hmm. the company. Man, if you could flip crowd reactions i think wwe and aew would take this trade if they could get the becky lynch reactions for cody rhodes and the cody rhodes reactions for becky lynch i think the companies would make that flip i really really think they would not right now no if you if you said this maybe a month and a half ago two months ago then yeah i agree with you but aew have 100 percent acknowledged what the reaction cody rhodes is getting and cody rhodes is 100 percent playing into the reaction he is getting. So it's totally different from what WWE is doing with Becky Lynch right now. So we do have to get into Rampage. So what do you think? Wait a minute. Let me ask you this. I don't want yeah. to go past that 30-minute magical yeah, We mark. got 20 minutes. But what do you think What do you think Cody is really working for? Is he just going to uh, organically turn heel, which I, he is right now? I think, I think that he is playing up this oblivious face to be a heel character. And he I think that he is because if you look at tonight's matchup, Ethan Page, who is probably if you gave him the opportunity, one of the better heels on the roster for AEW, he worked that match like a babyface. If I, I Dutch, you know more about wrestling than me, but when I'm watching that match, I was like, 
Who's coming across as a babyface? It's the guy mm-hmm. working with the knee injury, working from underneath, making the comeback. The fans are cheering for him. It it was Ethan Page in this match. So that I I it's very evident to me that AEW well, and Cody are playing into the reaction he's getting right now. Well, speaking of AEW tonight, I would like to say that that girls match, that female match, oh, was off, off the, the charts. Off the chain. off the friggin' charts. I can't I mean, count how many times I, I screamed out obscenities. Maybe every couple of seconds. Just I thought the you were a Christian. Me. I thought you were a Christian man, right? <laughs> You're drinking, cussing, no matter what else. Gambling, probably. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. No, that was a very good match. And the color, the juice. Added a lot. Surprise. It, it was it. Now, how many times would you see what well, WWE wouldn't even think about it? Nothing about it. that little uh, bunny girl. I had her in with me in TNA. I don't know. She, who, she I don't was know the MVP. Match, I don't know who put that match together, but it was very well laid out. And that one girl missed that table. It didn't break. I think that other girl had a busted face. Yeah, Ty. Ty got got the worst of that, but. You, you say the bunny was uh, the, the MVP. I thought this was hands down the best performance we've seen out of Penelope Ford. I mean, no, she, it was, was. she was firing on all cylinders tonight, too. I was very, very impressed by her straight out of the gate when she hit that pump kick. I'm like, oh, she, she brought it tonight. And then mm-hmm. she just kept going. I mean, I, the, I, nobody no, expected that match. No, no. Because this match, because this feud has gone on for nearly a, almost a year, pretty much. Like, they just dragged this feud on and on. But AEW does a good job of blowing off their feuds. And this was an example of that. The reason why I gave Bunny the credit for being the MVP of this match, when you look at the match, all the dangerous spots, it was she Bunny did. taking it. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was the one. She yeah, was the she... one taking outside of the gotch power driver, which... I will give Tay and Penelope credit for that gotcha power driver off the apron through the table. Like there is just so many memorable spots in my head. The moon saw, the moon saw with the with the with the table not breaking was dangerous as hell. The tax to the you back. Know, oh my god. The superplex. <laughs> there was one thing I refused to do in wrestling, and that was have a tack match. I wasn't doing it. I said I, I can't. I, I can't stand anything sharp like a needle. Going into me, I just couldn't do it. I said, hey, guys, if you want me to do that, fire me. I'm not doing it. I, I, mean, do I, it. I don't know the kind of mindset it takes to do thumbtacks or glass. To have glass get just shards. No, of I won't it. do that either. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Now, what I don't mind is hot coals. I don't mind that, you know. I can and take they- that. These ladies were actually doing that with the, in yeah. this match because of the broken bottle. The broken bottle. Let me let, let me ask you something. Do you think the bunny actually did the deal? She she definitely bladed, and yeah. it was a it was a harsh blade. Like literally, I would say not from ne- the commercial, not, ne- from, not from necessarily the, a harsh one, but but she a good one in, right the, in the right spot. Right yeah, right. coming back from commercial break and seeing that crimson covered. mass that Bunny had. I literally got up from my couch, stood up, and watched the the last few minutes of the match. I couldn't I couldn't sit down. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. That was a great match. Like the AEW women deliver in these hardcore matches. They deliver they, one of the, they, the greatest me, dynamite tonight, matches ever. And now this 
Yeah, they left those WWE girls in the, in the dust. I thought really. this was I, the 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 spot for me though. I love the finish where Anna yeah. Jay wraps her arm in barbed wire and then hits the clean the the Queen Slayer good. On, on the bunny. I'm like, that was perfect. That was just an absolute perfect finish. It's like. Yeah, they called me and wanted to know what to do, and I told ah, them. Ah, totally, yes. I said, yes. use some barbed wire around the, you know, the guillotine deal. That's what they're I, saying. I love, I love, if even if it was a mistake or not, I don't care. I love Bunny slipping on the tag before she took the joke. <laughs> that was just perfect. That yeah. was perfect. Even if it wasn't done on purpose, I like them just going to no, the you couldn't do right that. You couldn't that. do that. Yeah. You couldn't do that on purpose. Because she would land in some delicate areas, which she did. And her then ass it was over. Was full of tacks. Her ass was full of tacks at the end of that match. Yep. Full of tacks. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Well, this, this match was taped on Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> hard act to follow for Cody and Ethan Page tonight. Heel versus heel match. Uh, Listen, let me. How did that match end? I didn't. I had to come in here and get on this thing. Uh, Cody hit a couple of crossroads and then hit the uh, Tiger oh, Driver 98. Yeah, Tiger Driver 98. And, and that's it. Him. So okay. Ethan looked really, really good in defeat. Uh, he ate a lot of offense uh, in this matchup. So uh, they they made him look good. Look, Ethan Page is going to be a champion in AEW sooner rather than later. I mean, he's he's really freaking good. And from all everything that I've heard, he's one of the good guys in wrestling. So this guy is going to get his flowers one day. Um, now wasn't the right time, especially with Cody just getting the title back. But this was a good showing for him tonight. And it was a tough, tough match to follow for these guys. But I thought they delivered. And overall, I thought... I, I thought all the rest. Well, they had a good show. They they yeah. did have a good show tonight. And uh, I would rank it higher than than, than SmackDown. I would tell I Tony Khan to please go get Darby Allen a sandwich. <laughs> Let him eat something. He weighs 160 pounds. I'm glad you brought up Tony Khan. The sandwich joke aside, because my man Sid has got some things to say to Tony Khan tonight. Because ahead of Rampage this evening... Tony Khan stepped in it, unnecessarily stepped in it. I mean, this is a guy who dug a hole, put a landmine in it, covered it up with the dirt, and then purposefully stepped on it. This was 100% his own doing tonight, responding to a uh, an interview that Big Swall did. Big Swall no longer with AEW, uh, a mutual parting with the company. Uh said i forget who she did the interview with i know tony khan retweeted the fightful article on it but she basically ran down what it was that she did not like about aew uh, a lot of it had to deal with uh representation in the company she talked about her daughter uh not seeing anybody like her in the main event scene in AEW and started watching more of WWE with Bianca Belair in the main event scene with Bobby Lashley in the main event scene with Big E in the main event scene this year. Um, and that was one of the big driving forces uh, behind that along with a few other things, but it was that in particular, uh, the, the treatment of the women's division as a whole and representation in the company. And then Tony Khan took it upon himself this evening to send out one of the most tone deaf tweets I've seen in in quite some time, I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let you have the floor. Why don't you say what exactly it was that that Tony decided to say in response to to Big Swole's comments? And uh, I would love to get your uh, your thoughts on this, sir. I'm just gonna sit back and let you have the floor. So to quote uh, Mr. 
Anthony uh, Khan, Tony Khan, or as we've been calling him over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel on AE Ramble. After this week's Dynamite, before this tweet even came out, we started calling him Antoine Carr, or Antoine Khan, as a, as a little joke. But after this tweet, I, I mean, it's just funny. Um he said, and I quote, in the in the quote tweet to the uh, Fightful article about what Big Swole had to say, saying that the t- he says, the top two at AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, uh, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, Mark Quinn, all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Big Swell's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. I love I have, that he put a promo in there at the end. I mean, I, 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 I have so much to say. I was told by the powers that be they wanted to hear Dutch Mantel's thoughts first. Wait a minute. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> I don't give a sh- I don't give a crap what they do. <clears throat> I appreciate you giving me the floor, Dutch. I appreciate you. Um, but to respond to this, this is just incredibly tone deaf. And if wrestling fans don't realize, this is microaggression. This is when a a stigmatized basically group speaks up about their culture not being representative or having the type of diversity that they are looking for. And someone comes back at them with type of negativity or just, just type of like derogatory comments like this, like if the first part of the tweet, okay, if that's the point that you wanted to get across that there is representation, there is diversity in AEW. If you feel that way, that's great. There's a side of me that feels that up and down the card, there is a lot of diversity in AEW. Unfortunately, when you look at their main event scene, there is not. When it comes to, as an African-American professional wrestling fan and a fan of AEW, I don't see anyone that represents me in the main event scene of AEW. I just don't. I see Powerhouse Hobbs sometimes on TV. I see Ricky Starks on Rampage, on commentary. I don't see these guys in the main event. Dante Martin getting a main event on Winter is Coming. Felt great. But when you look at your whole entire TNT run, I can count the amount of times an African-American has been in the main event of a Dynamite episode. That is telling. That's alarming for a company that came out the box in 2019 and said they were going to be different said that they were going to have some type of representation that we didn't see before in the WWE. Yes, it took the WWE 50 years to get to the point that they are, but they're at a point that two African-American women main evented WrestleMania this year. They're at the point that the current WWE champion is African-American. They're at the point that the last WWE champion is African-American. It is now you're going into year three of AEW. There has not been any African-Americans that have been AEW world champion and only one African-American has even got a shot at the title it's telling it's a problem it's an issue it's something that i touched on on this show but to hear someone that was in the company and is saying the same things that i've touched on on this show i've never ranted about it like i'm ranting here but it's very alarming and it is an issue with your company and you're supposed to take it and listen to us 
And like you said, you listen to the fans, listen to us, African-American fans that are saying we don't have that representation and that diversity up on the card. You are not giving enough time to your women's wrestlers, regardless of race. That was the main point and the main just of this interview. If he would have listened to the interview and not just read the headline and quote tweeted while he's sipping on his champagne about to celebrate New Year's, maybe he would have got the point of our interview because he totally missed the point. And then he had to come in and totally marginalize a woman that took a lot of bravery to even come out and say the things that she said. When you're a free agent, you don't have a contract. You don't know when your next check is going to come in. In 2022, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of a lot of pride, a lot of, a lot of like just representing other people. Cause she didn't just represent African Americans with what she said. She mentioned Latinos. She mentioned agent. And she says that there is a representation in AEW. She did mention the things that you mentioned pretty much in your tweet, Tony Khan, but you did not need to marginalize her the way you did by saying her wrestling wasn't good enough for you. There was, there was no reason to put that in. That wasn't the point. It's just very disappointing. It's very disheartening. And as an African-American fan, I'm not going to like just sit down and just be quiet about it. I have a platform to speak, and I'm going to speak about it anytime I will and at any time I can. Tony Khan, you were supposed to represent professional wrestling fans. You're not representing a, prof a professional wrestling fan that looks like me after that tweet. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the other thing. This is a quote from Tony Khan back in, in, in March of this year. Talking about Big Swole, she's a great wrestler. She's got a great personality. I think in the ring, she's gotten better, and she can continue to get better. She has risen up. She had a great record in 2020. She reached the top uh, the top contender at one point. She got a title shot. She didn't beat Sheeta, but she had a great match, and she's got a lot of great matches. I really like Swole. Okay, are you were you lying then, or are you lying now? Because you have been quoted saying that you have been a fan of her work at some point. So did she completely fall off a cliff or did you not mean it back in March or do you not mean what you said now and you just got pissed off that she said something and then you got defensive? I'm probably thinking it's a bit of the last because, because, well, she's not with the company anymore, but oh, I, I can't fire. No, no. Okay. you can fire and then fire, I guess. Here's the other thing. We've seen Tony Khan get defensive before. Mm -hmm. I was on a press call where, uh, Ella J asked a question about women's wrestling in AEW and he cut her off, didn't even let her finish the question and got so defensive and started talking about all the money he shelled out for NWA in power and, and how gracious it was for him to send his talent over there and pay them to be there. Didn't even answer the question and just completely cut her off. He gets so defensive about certain things and then just starts firing off and has these bad looks. Yes. It is, it is so much better because I, I can't speak to how you feel, Sid. I can say this much. It is better for people to think that you're a fool than for you to open your mouth and remove all doubt. And this yeah. is what Tony Khan well, does. then I don't Khan need to say nothing then. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what Tony Khan does, and he needs to just put the phone down and think before he tweets because I think he just goes so – at any kind of constructive criticism – any kind of constructive criticism whatsoever, he does not handle it well. No. He just doesn't. And this is one of a few high-profile incidents now that we have. So, Dutch, they wanted, I, 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 I tried to put you on the spot, Dutch, but, you know, our bosses are even in the in the comments, in the live chat. <laughs> they have nothing to say about everything I said representing <laughs> African-American fans. They, well, they I could say some things, but let yeah. me ask you this. 
why would Swo feel entitled to get what she wants? How long has she been in the ring? How long has she been working? Um, I believe she's been working for about six, seven years. I don't think it was about her wanting. I think that she was basically asked this question because it was like a call-in show. So uh, she the- took it outside wrestling as a company. She's looking at the company as a whole. Yeah. Yes. At the diversity. Yeah. yeah. Not just her specifically. Yeah. Well, I don't. I kind I may agree with her. I guess. But you have to earn stuff. You can't expect to be entitled yeah. to get it. Of course. Okay, and I think, let's say you take Dante. What's his name? Dante Martin. Yeah. And that kid tonight. What's his name? Dante Bowers. Martin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bowers. And a few more. Anthony Bowen. I think. Oh, I think they need to work more and perfect their craft. <clears throat> then they have a point. If you put yeah. somebody in there, that's not a POC and has less, but gets more, they might have a point, but see when I just, I don't know because I am not, I am not uh, a person of color. So I'm coming from a place that I don't know what I'm talking about. So I can't say how you feel or how she feels. I can say that, if you want to turn it around just a little bit, if you look at pro football, it is 70% or more African-American, correct? Yeah. But that's because they can play ball. And basketball is probably more because yeah. they can play ball. So if a, <clears throat> say a white guy is complaining because he don't get the chance because he's white, you know what people would say? Shut the That's what they tell him. You know, because he said, well, all the owners are white. Yes, that's true. I got that. But they get paid a shit ton, a lot of money. So this is what I hate when things like wrestling, they get caught up in the diversity argument or debate. I don't think there's a winner there. I don't think the company wins. I don't think people who are back in diversity, they actually win. I think you put the company on the defensive and they don't know what to do. You just mentioned Tony Khan stuck his foot in his mouth, but I don't think he knows what to do. Well, the, the and thing he may, the, the, he may, the, the, he may, he may seek, seek some advice. I hope he calls me. I'll tell him. My yeah, God. This, this is the thing is like, Big Swole was in an interview. She was asked questions and she gave her honest opinion. And then Tony Khan took it upon himself to tweet this out tonight when all he had to do was just ignore it. Yeah, he should have Literally, done that. all he did tonight was shine a massive spotlight on that interview. Feel free to do that to any of my interviews in the future. Okay, do you Please. think it's going to become a big deal? I think that he's he has uh, taken away a lot of his guilt, his goodwill among uh, professional wrestling fans. At least the professional wrestling fans with a good memory. Uh, if you have a good memory, you're gonna remember well, when, when someone when someone when someone shows themselves and keeps showing themselves. And this is just the latest example. This is kind of like he said. You brought up the Ella J situation. Just any type of criticism, it comes off very different. And what is the Ella? What is the Ella J situation? Well, Rick, when you were there, so I guess you yeah. Could... I mean, that's that's what I was talking about. Is like she started asking a question about 
of the women's division in AEW, and she was in the middle of asking a question, and then he completely cut her off on this conference call in front of like hundreds of uh, of, of reporters, and proceeded to basically mansplain everything that he did to help the all women's pay-per-view for NWA didn't even let her finish asking the question and then completely just blew her off and got defensive because he thought that there was even a tiny hint of criticism in the question. It was just, it was just a bad look. Then tonight was a bad look. And uh, we are already over the 30 minutes. I said, I was going to cut us off, but well, I, I tried to tell you, no, but you had to get into this subject, Rick. Well, we got to get into it. one more. We got to get into okay. one more because uh, it, it it only happened a few days ago, but it feels like it happened 10 weeks ago. Uh, Tony Storm no longer yep. with WWE. My favorite. Tony Storm is no longer with WWE. Apparently, she got sick of all the pies, and she up and quit, according to uh, reports. A lot of people were confused when they said, when this broke, that she was no longer with WWE. Thought it would be really weird for them to uh, to release her. Turns out they only released her because she asked for her release. There were some things about uh, possible burnout situations. Maybe she wasn't uh, excited or thrilled with her creative. I think that was speculative. But considering her women's title feud was built around a pie or two or ten. Could be it. That, that, that might be it. Uh, Dutch, when you found out that not only that Tony Storm was no longer with WWE, but <laughs> that she left. She decided, I don't want to be with the company anymore, paid her own way home, and and left the company after having a, a title feud. Uh, your, your reaction, sir? Well, I'm actually happy for her because she said, I don't want to do it and because I don't want to stress myself out. But you got to think one thing. Tony Khan is sitting up there in Jacksonville or sitting down there in Jacksonville. And if she had a conversation with him, which is against against the rules, if you're with contract with one company and you're talking to another company, that's a is that breach of contract or is that what is that called? The, uh, maybe tampering, some legal yeah, tampering. Yeah, maybe. That, that's what legal it is. Tampering, yeah. But I I think she may have had other problems. I'm happy for her. if she's happier being at home in Australia. Is that where she's from? New Zealand, New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. She's happier being there, more power to her, but I don't think she up and quit was just throwing her wrestling career away. I think she has plans on going to AEW and AEW. I think they can only take so many. How much money is he going to shell out for people to sit home? That was another one of the things that, that, uh, that, that big swole brought up was the fact that they kept, Keep bringing in new talent and pushing other people back down the line. Um, yeah. And Tony, I mean, they just brought but in. To see that, but that, that has nothing to do with diversity, really. No, there, there were a you lot. You can of look at things. it. You can look she, at she, it. She mentioned, she mentioned a lot of different things, just like, you know, getting new talent, other talent coming down the uh you know, getting less talent, the women's not getting enough talent when, you know, you have six hours of television and they're only getting 30 minute matches and, you know, stars that are being put on AEW dark and only getting three minutes in the ring per week. And that's their only three minutes is on the YouTube show. There was a lot of stuff that she put in it. So there was a lot for Tony Khan to address and take away from it. All he took away from it was the, 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 the headline. It felt like it really felt well, like he did he that. But as, far as, as far as her talking about these people coming in and she didn't and pushing the other people. I mean, 
that's a creative complaint. And I, I bet she's never booked a card in her life. So, and he's feeling like he's, he needs these people. He's the one shelling out the money. So, and, and, and without him, without him, they'd be no company. So I don't know. I don't know should what you feel about this. Should he have said that about her wrestling? That's my biggest issue. I oh. felt like I, I got what he was saying with the first part of his tweet. I got what he was saying with the hashtag AEW Street Fight tonight. It's that one sentence that totally is just it's so embarrassing that this is the oh, this is the president of your company. Like that that's just so petty. It's no reason for it, in my opinion. Especially when he's on the record, as I read saying that he's a fan of her in-ring ability just earlier this year. I know March feels like 10 years ago. It was only nine months ago, for crying out loud. And to play devil's advocate here in, in, in Tony Khan's defense as far as bringing in talent, there's no way he had to know that all of this talent was going to become available over the last few sure. months. No way. And you can't no. just look at guys like Andrade and Brian Danielson and CM Punk, who he, he was courting for two years at that point. You can't look at all these dudes and go, sorry, our roster's full because we have Dante Martin and some of these other guys. You're still an upstart company who's trying to put on the best product you can and you have fans right. who want to see these guys in the ring. So, yeah, you're going to bring them in. Would I like to see a little bit more addition to the women's division, even though they have some people coming up? Absolutely, because I want to see Ember Moon in AEW. So please, can we can we get that done? That would that would be great. Man, well, Athena probably saw that tweet and's like, nah, I ain't going there. <laughs> well, he's got the girls division, I think, exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. It's hot. Right it, it's now. getting there. It's definitely getting there. It's been a slow build, but it well, is it's a lot miles ahead than, where they than WWE was. has it. Right or no? Well, WWE has all the talent, but they don't know how to book them save the life well that's part of it but see the talent in wwe may be better but it's according to how you book them oh. it's according to what story you put out there and creative handles what they got if you don't know how to handle it then just it's no good that's my that's my feeling on it all right guys i promised you i'd let you get to the ball drop it is 11 42 p.m. See, Coast. 11 oh. minutes over. Man, this is our shortest show ever, though. 37 minutes. Thank God there was no SmackDown tonight. We yeah, all will be back. Seriously, I couldn't handle SmackDown tonight. Yeah, I, I didn't watch. I, I would have shot myself. Cobra Kai. With, with a BB gun. With a BB gun. It was two hours of Becky Lynch. I watched the entire thing. Uh, <clears> she, <throat> she made it bearable. Uh, did, guys, did, they make, did they make a show? Yeah, it was on FS1. That, um, that's probably why you didn't no, see I it. No, I went over there to it, and they said, no, it's not there. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. And then I write Rick, like, wanting to get some advice, and he says, don't you know? He sounded like Vince. Don't you know what the hell's going on? Get with the program. I thought I was back in the Army or something. You know, I can, I can I'd have been close pull, to him. I'd have reached over and just actually pull up the conversation and, and show exactly what I wrote back. If you, if you All just... right. I didn't know it wasn't known. <laughs> nobody told me. Honestly, I wasn't quite sure because I've been gone the last two weeks. I still haven't been caught up on the last two SmackDowns. <laughs> hey, right, Dave, guys, listen, tomorrow, happy, so happy, made, right? uh, happy New Year. Yep. 
Happy we appreciate New Year, everybody. everyone. We appreciate everybody who watched all uh, all 39 minutes. All 102 of you are still hanging around. I see everybody. 102. That's yeah, more than last week, wasn't it? 103 right now. Uh, That's Christmas Eve. That's appreciate Christmas everybody Eve. who has watched throughout the entire year. All three of us are going to be back next year, next week, on Friday, breaking down. This new SmackDown era that's going to be happening in 2022. Are we going to have a new Universal Champion next week, guys? Real quick, yes or no? Is it going to be Brock or Roman who's going to be holding the Universal title come next week when we're on the air? Yes. I don't know if I say that. It's a big show. They built for it. I think Brock wins. Happy New Year, everyone. Yep. See you guys. Bye. Remember, Cody and Tony Khan don't like black people. Yeah. (laughs)